you'll open your Bibles again tonight to Romans chapter 13. I want you to notice that uh, God was good to me, and uh, they took pity on me. My wife took pity on me. My other Bible was falling apart, and she went and bought me a new Bible here. So if I don't flip through quite as fast as I normally do, you'll know why it is. The new Bibles are sticky in case you never used one. Hallelujah. We've studied for the last two weeks on uh, Romans 13, but I think that tonight it's uh, going to fall right into place uh, with the, the end of the year coming and everything. And we want to study those last verses of chapter 13 of Romans. I'm going to start at verse 8. It says, Owe no one anything except to love one another, for he who loves another has fulfilled the law. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, you shall not covet. And if there is any other commandment, are all summed up in this saying, namely, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does, not, does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. And do this knowing that the time is now, now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the day not in revelry and drunkenness, not in licentiousness nor lewdness, not in strife nor envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lusts. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the word, and we know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. And Lord, I believe that you have a message here for us tonight. I believe your Holy Spirit is here to minister to us. And God, we ask that you would open our minds and our hearts and our understanding that, Lord, we might glean that which would be food for our souls here tonight. Lord, would you just anoint this pastor and anoint your congregation to receive now in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. <clears throat> Ben Franklin said, Does thou love life? Then do not squander time, for that is the stuff life is made of. How many here can honestly say that they're not guilty of wasting time? I, I tell you, every time I stop and I think about how short life is. It seems like only yesterday that I was a young boy and uh, World War II was still in progress. Time has just flown. The last three, I've been here three and a half years already. Time has just flown by. 
And how many times do you hear people say, I'd like to be able to do that, but I just don't have the time. You ever hear anybody say that? They say that to me all the time. But you know something? The last I checked, there is 24 hours in a day yet. There's seven days in a week. There's 365 days in a year, and on leap year, there's an extra day thrown in. And every one of us has exactly the same amount of time. Right, your year isn't shorter than mine, is it? <laughs> Seems like it, huh? But you know, <clears throat> it's how you spend your time, how you use your time. And one day, we're all going to stand before the judgment seat and we're going to give an account of what we did in this earthly body. And there'll be no excuses. Do you know that? You can't say, well, Lord, I would have done that, but I didn't have the time. Boy, that's going to go over like a lead balloon, right? How come somebody else has the time and you don't have the time? We've got a brand new year ahead of us. We're going to start the decade of harvest. We've been praying for a year for the decade of harvest. Now we're going to start gathering. Amen. You know, <clears throat> it may cost you something. Again, it may just cost you a little of your time. But I want you to notice what it's saying here. It says, do this knowing, that, knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. It's a lot closer now than it was. We're a lot closer to the end of time than we were. Jesus is coming, people. The end is coming. It's all coming into, into uh, focus. Just, just look at the what's happening over there in the in the uh, the uh, European block there. Look what's happening throughout the world. You've got to see that it's coming. It's coming. Jesus is coming. <clears throat> Hallelujah. And so it says, let us do some things here. First of all, let us cast off the works of darkness, verse 12. You know, there's two kingdoms. There's the kingdom of Satan, and there's the kingdom of God. There's the kingdom of this world, and there's the kingdom of heaven. There's the kingdom of darkness, and there's the kingdom of light. 
And you can't be straddle the fence. You can't be in both at the same time. We're, of the wor we're in the world, but we're not of the world. We're to come out from amongst them. We're to be a peculiar people. We're to be different. Over in Job, chapter 24, verse 15, <clears throat> it says, The eye of the adulterer waits for the twilight. In other words, he's waiting for night, saying, No eye will see me. And he disguises his face. In the dark they, re they break into houses, which they mark for themselves in the daytime. They do not know the light, for the morning is the same to them as the shadow of death. If someone recognizes them, they are in the terror of the shadow of death. What they do, they do at night. They do in secret. And we all know people like that. In fact, Sunday night, they'll, they'll be out carousing. There'll be hundreds of people slaughtered on our highways. by drunk drivers. There was a bus in Kentucky a year or so, about a year ago. It was an Assembly of God bus. And we had a driver and a, and a bus captain on that bus and, some, and a few other adults, I guess, but mostly young people. And I was hit head-on by a drunken driver, and, and everyone on that, just about everyone on that bus was killed by fire. Very few escaped it. But that man got off. They didn't charge him with murder. It wasn't murder, even though he was drunk. He knew the law was against drinking. He said, before he went to trial here a week or so ago, I'm sorry. As if that would bring him back, as if that would fix everything, I'm sorry. You see, they've, they've sold their souls to the devil for a few minutes of pleasure. You know, there is pleasure in sin for a season, but it's short-lived. Praise God! I've been delivered from that, that I'm not going to be out there Sunday night in one of these honky-tonks or what have you. I don't know what they call them anymore. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Sin is very enticing. 
Read chapter 7 of Proverbs sometime. Very enticing. Sin is out there inviting you to come. Try to get you away from God. Ephesians 8, or Ephesians 5 and verse 8 says, For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. You were darkness, you are now light. And you can't continue, you know, light and darkness don't mix. The light expels the darkness. You can't be light and dark both at the same time. Turn with me to Colossians 1, Colossians chapter 1, and verse 12. Give thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He's qualified us for that. He has delivered us, verse 13, from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his son, of his, uh, the son of his love. We've been translated, we've been removed, we've been taken out of the, the world of darkness. We have power over darkness. We no longer have to yield to the darkness. Aren't you glad of that? Hallelujah. We've been delivered. Oh, glory. And so in verse 12 here it says, let us put on the armor of light. Verse 12 of our text says, the day is far spent, the day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness. Let us put on the armor of light. You know what that tells me? That tells me that we have control over these things. It says, let us do it. It doesn't say, let God do it. It says, let us do it. We've got the power to put on the armor or to take it off. We've got the power to, to do away with the works of darkness. Not let it have control of us anymore. We don't have to yield to sin. His name shall be called Jesus because he delivers his people from their sins, not in them. God has given us power over all the power of the enemy. You can't say the devil made me do it because the devil can't make you do anything. Greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. Hallelujah. Praise God. God provides the spiritual armor for us. Therefore, having your loins girded with, with truth, Having put on the 
breastplate of righteousness, having your feet, sh feet shod with the gospel of peace. And you put on the helmet of salvation. And you take up the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And having done all, stand. Praise God, we don't have to give an inch. Not an inch does he get. Praise God, I'm not giving him one inch. This is the kingdom of light, and I'm not going to allow the darkness in. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let me read Romans 13, verses 12 and through 14 in the uh, William Barclay translation. Listen to this. It's good. Let us put away the works of darkness, and let us clothe ourselves with the weapons of light. Let us walk in the loveliness of life as those who walk in the day, and let us not walk in revelry and drunkenness, in immorality and shamelessness, in contention and strife. But put on the Lord Jesus Christ as a man puts on a garment, and stop living a life in which your first thought is to gratify the desires of, of the Christless human nature. Let's stop living that kind of a life. Let's not make any provisions for the flesh. Let's crucify the flesh. Hallelujah. Let's put on the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't want to be found naked when I stand before God. I want to have on the robe of righteousness. Hallelujah. You remember over in Matthew, there was, there was this guy, he got thrown out of the wedding. They, they tied him up hand and foot and throwed him out in the outer darkness where there was gnashing of teeth. Why? Because he didn't have on the wedding robe. Well, put on the wedding robe. Praise God. It's the, it's the robe of light. It is Christ that we put on. Woo! See, Christ is in me and I'm in Christ. That's exciting, isn't it? If you ever get the realization of that and it ever grabs your heart, you're going to do more than squeal, I'll tell you that. You're going to cry hallelujah. Whew, I'm telling you, it's good, isn't it? Hallelujah. This is a picture of one being awakened. He says, uh, the, you know, the night is far spent. You know, it's almost daylight. The night's far spent. A new day is approaching. The dawn's approaching. The sun of righteousness is coming. Oh, glory to God. The night's far spent. Our salvation's so much closer than it was. Oh, this night's printer over with. We're about to break into the light, hallelujah. Praise God. It says, take off your night clothes. That's what he's telling them. Take, take off your night clothes. Put on your armor. How many of you go out in the street 
and your, your street clothes are on over the top of your pajamas. Man, that's not the way to meet, go out and meet the public. I mean, take off your night clothes. Take off your clothes of darkness. Put on the robe, the robe of righteousness, and stand in the light as he's in the light. Hallelujah. Isn't that great? That's what this is a picture of. Hallelujah. You know, it takes the blood of Jesus Christ to remove all the stains and the sins. It don't come off easy. It was costly. It was costly. Hallelujah. We're to walk honestly, uprightly, straightforward, open, sincerely. Of course, the opposite of honestly is trickery, deception, hypocrisy, or well, hypocritical. That's the word I want. And we can't walk that way. We've got to walk in the light, in honesty, upright. Amen? Praise God. Oh, that the wind of the Holy Spirit would begin to blow through the church and everyone who's living in sin would become under conviction. Glory to God! There's got to come a cleansing. There's got to come forth a purity because Christ is coming for a church without spot and without wrinkle. Hallelujah. There's no room for this kind of thing. Works of darkness are rioting and drunkenness and immorality and bad habits and shamelessness and contention and strife. And Hey, we don't need it, do we? Praise God. We are to live in love. That's what it said just a few verses before that. Love is the fulfillment of the law. Hallelujah. We don't need all that other junk. Get rid of it. Let's live in the light as he's in the light. Hallelujah. 1 John 1, 7 says, If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son cleanses us from all sin. You know what the opposite of that is? If we don't walk in the light, as he's in the light, we don't have fellowship with one another. And his blood doesn't cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Isn't that right? Can't you say that by just, by the way that it's worded? If you're in the light, then, then you're cleansed and you have fellowship. If you're not in the light, you don't have fellowship. And you're not cleansed. You're either in the light or you're in the dark. Which is it? If we're still doing the things that we did when we were a part of the kingdom of darkness,
then we ought to really examine ourselves. Judgment starts with the household of God. And if we scarcely make it, <laughs> what about all those out there that haven't even come to Christ at all? Amen? It says here that we're supposed to realize that the time is short. We're to realize that the day is coming. That's what it's talking about here. And we're to put on the Lord Jesus Christ. We're to get ready. Hey, hallelujah, Jesus is coming. First John, turn there with me, please. First John 3 and verse 7. Little children, let no one deceive you. I don't want to be deceived, do you? I want the truth. Don't let anyone deceive you. He who practices righteousness is righteous. If they're doing righteousness, they're righteous. It's pretty easy, isn't it, huh? Just as he is righteous, just as Christ is righteous, he who sins is of the devil. He's talking to the little children. He's talking to the people of God. He says, if you practice righteousness, you're righteous. If you're still practicing sin, then you're of your father, the devil. It's time that we get all sin out of our life. It's time for us to recognize the time, to make the most of the time. Hallelujah. And do this knowing. That's the way my verse 11 starts out. How's yours start out? And do this knowing. The time. Do what knowing the time? Chapter 13 of Romans. Verse 11. See, I have a way of checking people out once in a while, see if they're following on. <laughs> okay, it says, and does it start out saying, and do this? Yeah. I like the way mine starts. It says, and doing this, and do this knowing the time. And I said to myself, do what knowing the time? What had he just got done talking about? About living in love, fulfilling the law. Love covers a multitude of sin. And I thought, hey, that's pretty neat. We need to love knowing the time. Amen? If you know the time is short, then we ought to be living in love with one another and with God. Amen? What, what translation do you have there? Try the New King James. Real nice. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. But you know, it's possible to deceive ourselves. Do you know that? If you're not living in love, don't deceive yourself. Because love is what fulfills the law. If you're in Christ, you do love. Because God is love. Amen? If you're not loving, then it's a good chance you're not living in God. Because God is love. Hallelujah. Let us cast off the works of darkness. Let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly. Let us love. Hallelujah. Isn't that a good chapter? We've spent, we've spent three weeks in that chapter. But I think there's a lot of meat there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Charlotte, would you close our gathering tonight with a word of prayer? Hallelujah.